This message has been inspired because of a book that uh, Riley's have let me borrow and uh, uh, some other reading uh, and also watching the movie, The, the uh, War Room. The Lord put it on my heart to come to you today and next Sunday, and it, it may even be the following, about healing. It is so important, the healing, the subject of healing is so important because each and every one of us need healing in some form or fashion, don't we? It's not just physically, and I can attest to that with all the days I've spent in the hospital in the last two months. It's not just physical. We have those relationships that need healing. We have bad habits that need healing. We have those relationships that need healing. But we certainly have those physical ailments as well. So when we're talking about healing today, we're talking about a multitude of healings that God is able to take. And heal. This is based on the Word of God. And this morning, I'm going to quote more scriptures than I have in any one service in my life. And if anybody wants a list of them later, please let me know. And that also applies to those that are watching at this moment. I'll be glad to share that with you because others shared them with me. So we're going to pass it forward so that anybody that would like the scriptures, and there'll be more next week and the week after, but if anyone wants the scriptures that I'll be using this day, then we'll make it available to you. The Lord has touched not just me and my heart. The Lord has touched your heart as well. As I look at the choir members, I know that the Lord has touched them to share their talents. Not everybody, even when they sing, can sing, will join the choir. They don't feel comfortable doing that. And certainly there's very few that would step forward, such as Dan Lee did a couple of weeks ago. Very few. But we have so many in this congregation that are given of themselves. And we know that when you give of yourself, you are blessed probably more than anyone. That's where the blessings come, is from giving. I look at the Callaways and they just keep giving to me. While I was sick and hospital beds and everything, they were taking care of uh, the parsonage, the lawn, and they still continue to. Uh, They give out of love. I offered Dusty $100, and he said, no, I won't take it. No, I did not. (laughs) I'll ask forgiveness right now, right off the top. I didn't. Uh, But they've given out of the heart and out of love, and this congregation is good about doing that. Out of love for others, and then there is that healing for us as well. There's a joy that's inside of us because we have given to others. Who set the example for us? From the very beginning, it has been God. For God created the heaven and the earth. And He created it all for us. Out of love, He created this gorgeous, gorgeous universe. 
We were the last ones so we could enjoy it. And we kind of messed it up, folks. But it's for us. And we enjoyed each and every day. And I know after I was in the hospital, I don't know which one of the many times, but then I looked at, at the countryside and everything looked different. The greens were brighter. The birds were prettier. It was just such a wonderful experience when I got to come home. The blessings that I received from Him. From Him. Because He loves me, just little old me. I don't know about you, but I bet you have some issues that you're carrying around and you feel guilty about. And you've been carrying it a long time. And these guilt feelings keep resonating. And yet the creator of the universe has already forgiven them. Why? Because he loves us. That's why. Jesus Christ was sent to die on the cross. Why? Because he loved us. He knew how terrible it was going to be. He even asked that the cup be removed from him. But only God's will be done. And he did that for you and me. So you can't be, as they say, junk. There's no one sitting in here, none of his creations that are junk. But sometimes we feel that way because we beat up on ourselves so much. God is there with his healing powers. In John, the 14th chapter, the 6th verse, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except except through me. Only through Jesus Christ do we have that. Only through Jesus Christ can we have that relationship. The relationship that is a healing relationship, forgiving relationship, a caring relationship, all because of Him. First John, the first chapter and the ninth verse. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from our unrighteousness. If we claim we have not sinned, we make Him out to be a liar and His Word is not in us. I don't know of anybody that has ever said they were without sin. But I do know individuals that do not claim Jesus Christ as their Savior. I do know individuals that have not asked for forgiveness for they don't believe. So they keep going on with their life as they have been from the very beginning. From that point in time in which they made the decision there was not a Jesus Christ. Then they made that decision and no longer would they ask for forgiveness. But those of us that know Jesus Christ know of the torture, we know of the pain, and we know what He did for us. And we know when we go to Him in that war room, He is there. That is so incredible. That the Creator of the universe 
is paying attention to what Wayne Hollinshed says when he's praying. I mean, how awesome is that? How awesome. One of the biggest problems couples have is with the communication. People do not listen. They may talk, but they're not listening. And the couples have these pressure points because there's not communication. There has to be someone that sends a signal and someone that receives it. But uh, if you're not listening, you're not receiving, there's no communication. Well, we have communication with Him, the Creator of the universe. He listens to each and every thought that you and I have. He listens to every one of them. He's never too busy for you or for me. He is receptive to our thoughts. He's receptive to our pains. He's receptive to our our fears. He's receptive to every bit of it. And the longer we stay quietly in His presence, the more we hear that internal voice that I have learned is coming from Him that is speaking to me, such as all is well. Fear not, for I am with you. Those words that are so comforting to me. In Luke, the first chapter, beginning with the third verse, I mentioned earlier that there are those that do not believe in God. And we don't have time to go into every bit of evidence that there is a God. And this word was inspired by Him. And it is His word that has been written down. We don't have time to go into all of that. But I believe all of that with all of my heart. That this is His word. And individuals. Faithful disciples wrote the words down as they were inspired by him. In Luke, Luke says, I myself, and just reflecting, Luke was a physician. He was a very smart man. Uh, he was not with he's the original 12, but he did a lot of study and research. There's more detail in the book of Luke because of his background as a physician, delving into it, and you'll find details there you won't find in the other Gospels. And this is an indication. Luke says, I myself have certainly investigated everything from beginning. I too decided to write an orderly account so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught. The certainty of them. They're still going to be the skeptics. They're going to say that, well, I cannot go and won't go into all of the different things they say. But they're not going to believe a thing that I read out of here today. They would not believe any of it. They wouldn't believe this to be the Word of God, certainly because if they don't believe in God, they're not going to believe in that. In Second Peter, the first chapter, the twelfth verse, So I will always 
remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth and, and not, excuse me, firmly established in the truth you now have. For we did not follow cleverly devised stories when we told you about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ in power. But we were eyewitness of His majesty. Now this is by Peter. We were eyewitnesses. He received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to Him from majesty glory saying, This is my Son whom I love. With Him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice that came from heaven when we were with Him on the sacred mountain. Peter 2 is attesting to the authenticity of the word as it has been passed down and delivered to those that were believers and followers. He was saying that each and every one of these miracles that you've seen, they are true. The words of Jesus Christ, they were true. We even heard God Himself speaking. This is my Son, who I am well pleased. Psalms, the 30th chapter, the second verse. Lord my God, I called to you for help, and you healed me. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts for a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoices, rejoicing comes in the morning. There is weeping. You and I have difficult times. That is a part of our life. But so many times we go through those difficult times, and when we come out on the other side, we're, our faith is so much stronger than it was when we entered that dark tunnel. We're stronger in our faith, our belief, for we know that He was with us. We know that we were weak, and He gave us the strength. We know that there is healing, for we have seen it. We have felt it either in the relationships or with our own physical situations. We know of these situations. There is four types of healing. The first one is complete healing. Complete healing. The second one would be one that the healing is gradual. But eventually, maybe a year or two, maybe a month or two, there is healing. And the third one would be like Paul. He asked three different times that his weakness be healed. And God said, my, my grace, my mercy is enough for you. And so he rejoiced. And he started using that as a part of his witness. That even in spite of whatever his weakness was, and we believe it was his eyesight, that he was able to use that as a witness for God. And you've seen people that have had physical situations and they can use that to give praise to God. And that's what Paul did. So that's the third healing, that one that we live with and yet we can use it to glorify God. And the fourth one is the ultimate healing. It's the one in which we get to go to the Heavenly Father. For once we go there, there's no sorrow, no pain, no illnesses, 
we are totally surrounded by love when we go into His kingdom. I have been blessed. And this may sound strange. I have been blessed by those that were literally on their deathbed because they had a smile on their face and their eyes would sparkle because they knew shortly they would be in heaven. They knew that they would be with Jesus Christ. They knew they would be with their family. They knew there would be a family reunion like none they had ever had before, rejoicing like they would never seen before. So that is the ultimate, but that is also the most difficult ones for those of us that are left behind. Last weekend, cousins of mine in Oklahoma, yes, I'm part Okie. Amen. Now, I don't say that very often, but I, I love my cousins, and they had a family reunion, and I got to see their pictures, and I hadn't seen them in decades. But there was rejoicing. The family that was together rejoicing, but they were telling stories about their moms, their dad, and grandparents. They were rejoicing in the heritage that we have. So there's four kinds of healing. And God's hand's involved in each and every one of us. At the time, we're wanting that healing yesterday. We don't want it next week. We want it yesterday, immediately. So it takes a lot of courage, a lot of faith to say, Thank you, Lord. I'm going to give you the praise and glory each and every day. But that's what we should do because of what He has done for us. In Psalms, the 62nd chapter, the second verse. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. The fifth verse. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from Him. Truly, He is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. Can you say that? I will not be shaken no matter what happens. My faith will not be shaken. I do not understand. I don't enjoy this. It's not something I would sign up to do, but neither did Jesus want to go to the cross. But He is my salvation. And my love for Him will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depends on God. He is, mighty, he is the mighty rock, my refuge. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your hearts to Him for God. He is our refuge. He is our refuge. Psalms again, 103. Praise the Lord, all my soul, all my inmost being, praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all our sins and heals all our diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things, the Lord on the eighth verse, the Lord is my, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. 
He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our inequities because He's a loving God. Aren't you glad that you do not get what you deserve? Aren't you glad that that's not the way God does it? I sure don't want it. I'm glad there's grace and there's mercy instead of being uh, put through the fire, literally, for every one of my sins. Through Jesus Christ, we don't have to worry about the fire. But those that do not believe in Christ, there will be a fire, as described in His Word. There will be a fire. Psalms 148, first verse. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in heights above. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His heavenly hosts. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all your shining stars. Praise Him, your highest heavens and your and your waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for at His command they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He issued a decree that will never pass away. Praise His name. Through His graciousness, through His kindness, through His mercy, He has created And you and I, no matter what we're experiencing, need to praise His name. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the name of God Himself. And praise Him for that Holy Spirit. Some of you have um, seen the movie and maybe even read the book, The Shack. Some of y'all went before I did, and I was really disappointed that you didn't tell me to take my Kleenex. (laughs) But it was one that the book was good, and I read it before the movie. But the movie was so, so moving and so touching, and it has so many different lessons, subtle lessons. And in it you see a physical feature of Jesus, God, and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. I believe in the Trinity. Until the last days on this earth, I will believe in the Trinity. And I know that God created the world. I know Jesus Christ has offered to save the world. And I know that Holy Spirit is with you and with me.